Hey everyone, this is Chelsea, and yes, you're, you're not wrong, today is Tuesday. I know I'm very rarely on the short score, this is usually Caitlin's day, but because our guest is Trevor Brazil, and because I did the interview with him from the uh, Royal Crown Real Force Futurity last week in Rock Springs, you get to hear me today instead of Caitlin, so don't worry, she'll be back soon. So I talked to Trevor after we had to carry back all of his dozens of awards. He won every single buckle except the limited buckles from the Royal Crown Futurity, which was like 10. I think he won He won every go-round. He won both the heading and the healing average on American Greed, uh, who's owned by Larry D. Guy. So I caught up with him after we got all of his trinkets loaded into his trailer to head back to Texas. We had a lot of fun at the Royal Crown. Um, it was the first time Trevor and Miles Baker had been up there. It was the first time they did a rope horse futurity with that event in Rock Springs. So it was a big learning experience for everybody. There were about 40 horses in the heading, I think 21 in the healing. Just in the Royal Crown portion of the futurity, they had an open futurity the day before. And you'll hear from Trevor in this interview, I think when he... Uh, went up to enter on the second day. They said, what's your heading number? And he said, three plus yesterday, but we're shooting for a nine today because he had a really terrible first day, which he will talk about, and a great second day. And, and of course, a really terrible first day is, of course, by Trevor Brazil's standards and maybe not the rest of the world's. But neither here nor there. You guys will enjoy this episode either way. So without further ado, I will give you Trevor Brazil. Today's episode is brought to you by Roping.com. It's the official video platform of the Team Roping Journal. It's the only place you can find these detailed training insights from Trevor Brazil, Miles Baker, Patrick Smith, Jake Barnes, Clay Cooper. Oh man, the list is getting bigger and bigger every single month because we are adding at least two new videos a week, sometimes four, sometimes six. You never know. So we will be just jamming the content out for the next few months. We've got all kinds of stuff like World Series finale prep. Can you imagine Trevor Brazil helping you get ready for the area World Series of Team Roping finale? Don't worry. We've got you covered. <laughs> Plus, you'll have finale prep from Patrick Smith, Jake Barnes, Clay Cooper, Matt Sherwood. It is going to be a lot of fun. We will have you 100% tuned up for the South Point come December. Remember, you can use code TREVOR15 to get all access to all of our videos at a discounted rate, 15% off with code TREVOR15. Remember, that is at roping.com. This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. You've had big days, lots of big days in your career, but this was a pretty clean sweep of a day for you. Talk about, like, talk about just your experience today at this maturity. Well, it's so much easier to talk about today than it was yesterday. It was <laughs> off of one of my <laughs> worst performances ever yesterday. I just did terrible, but rebounded and made it. I, I even said it yesterday. I said days like today make the good <laughs> days even better, and today was a really good day. So um, it was. It, and the horses were spot on. It seemed like I, I, I was even making, you know, some mistakes, but I had three horses in it, and the heading and then two of them did really well and I messed up on the other one um and in the healing both of them did really really well I was 
really happy with it because um, everything that we're doing at home, I felt the same stuff. I feel like that when you're riding young horses, if you if you have the same feel away from home that you do at home, that's a big win. And that's the way I would describe this is they were, I didn't feel anything different here than I have at home. And so that makes me think we're headed in the right direction. Now, I mean, we're going to talk about in a little bit all the horses that you rode today because it wasn't just greed, but we have to talk about American greed. You won the heading futurity and the healing futurity and four go rounds, five go rounds if we count the short round, maybe six. I don't know if you won the healing short well, round. He swept, he swept the heading. He won all three rounds, the short round and the average. He was exceptional, but that's an exceptional horse. He belongs to Larry D. Guy and he's been good for a long time. Um, this setup really fit him. Uh, the steers were all there. They were really strong. Uh, he's just real reactive and when stuff's tough, that's when he does really well. And so he showed that today for sure. And then in the healing, he hasn't been a heel horse as long as he's been a head horse. And I was really just getting him ready for the Royal Crown actually. And man, did he step up in that too? I mean, I'm Larry D. Breakaways on him. I'm beginning to think there's nothing that he can't do. So she said she takes no credit for the healing that that she had him kind of screwed up in the healing, and you fixed it for her. Well, I don't know. He didn't feel screwed up. He just didn't know a lot. Um, but I would say, for three months of healing that he's had, which is not fair to say he got trained in three months because so many things from each event crosses over. There's a little bit of crossover from breakaway, a little bit from heading. So, I mean, like, it wasn't like I had to start from zero. Uh, that horse had a lot of great things already. And so we are just showing him a pattern in the healing and he took to it and he's made a great heel horse too. And then Dagger, you didn't have the kind of luck on Dagger. Was that, Dagger is the tucking away buckles by show me the buckles. Mm -hmm. Talk about where Dagger is in his training and where he fits into your lineup. Cause I feel like he's just so exceptional in your yeah. lineup. Well, he's so easy to look at first of all, but he's so stingy in every movie makes like there's so much arena presence and everything he does. You can't help but watch him. Uh, but for a horse that is that showy and has that much finesse, he has a lot of sting and uh, speed. Uh, there's just not anything that that horse has that I don't love. And I'm excited that he is a four-year-old because I'll get to ride him for the next two years too. Because, you know, it's great. To, the four-year-old incentives are great, but knowing you have two more years with them after you've spent this much time with them and you don't have to just send them down the line, that's, that's a lot, of, lot to look forward to. And you haven't raised just a ton of horses before. Relentless Big Shot, Where? how many colts have you raised before Relentless Big Shot? We raised Firecracker. My yeah. wife raised Firecracker. <laughs> and uh, then Relentless Big Shot and Relentless Glory are both out of uh, full sister to the calf horse I rode so much in Las Vegas. Oh, well, the last few years of my career, named Deputy. They're out of his full sister and by Metallic Cat. So I haven't raised a lot. But uh, it's just different. Um, I'm not saying they're better horses. It's just a different relationship. It's just a, such a long process. You know every little thing about them, and you, you know that there's no excuses when you raise them. And so 
There's, you got to make them good. Can you compare him to Dagger and Greed? Where does he fit on the spectrum? Golly, those horses, if I was to list their strengths and weaknesses, they would all be different for each one of them. And I think that's what's so challenging and fun for me at, say, these rope horse fraternities versus rodeo on or jackpotting because I don't get on my old trusty steed, you know, and every horse that I get on has a little bit different, you know, style of doing what they do um, even though it's all great they, you have to ride them all different and so as a horseman you have to like be able to react and be on your game and kind of clear your mind for each horse before you go because it's not just you and the same old partner that you've rode like it was when I was rodeoing but you told me after about the first year today that this was greed set up why was this greed set up what did he like about this and why did he excel I guess over the other two man they were hit you in the mouth kind of cattle and I just knew that he was so so mature as far as that goes he's been exposed to you know Larry D's taking him breakaway ropings uh she was one first and second in the BFI on him the, in the all-girl I mean he's just been exposed to a lot of different and challenging setups that a lot of these younger horses haven't and so I'm gonna say his maturity and just the fact that he's aggressive and gritty I knew it was going to fit him today one thing we didn't talk about is your helper Shay Carroll was I think you guys both had not the day you wanted yesterday and Shay was pretty outstanding today and Miles was really on in the heading mm-hmm. talk about how you pick Shay to help you um Shay's been helping me at a lot of these this year from trying to think when we even started Scottsdale Tulsa Oklahoma City here uh it's not supposed to matter and you don't get style points for your help looking good but he has a really good style uh he has a really solid finish um catches a lot of steers and i mean it is it's 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 pretty to watch uh with his style i just think that adds to it we were talking a little bit yesterday about your corner and what you're trying to accomplish on the corner that your show horses have. And we've done videos about it um, in different places. But can you describe what kind of corner that you were really shooting for? You know, uh, I think that would be an episode all in itself. But it's no different, zero difference than what I would expect out of a jackpot horse and a rodeo horse. I think that's what's so great about these rope horse faturities is, you know, everybody's everybody talked to says nobody's making them that's why they're too hard to find nobody's making them uh these are enabling people to be able to afford to make horses and they do cost a lot as prospects because they are hard to find and the horse market is ridiculous right now so it costs a lot when we start and so it's fun to be able to make horses that you know that are going to go to the next level because i mean we spend a ton of time by the time they're We've got some four-year-olds that it won't surprise me at all if they do great at rodeos. As fi- and Firecracker is a great example. He's five and he's been, you know, rodeoed on a bunch and has changed none. Um, so it just seems like when you spend enough time on them, it's it's just like anything. It's just time spent, and you spend enough time on them, the maturity comes. I mean, and age obviously helps that, but time spent will bring maturity and that's a question 
I mean, you haven't kept one yet. Firecracker, is he the oldest one you have now? Um, he's not the oldest. We have some six-year-olds, but they haven't been around as long as Firecracker. Yeah. What is everything going to be for sale? I mean, everything's always kind of been for sale. You know, I can't keep making them and keep them. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a, that's a, the bittersweet part of this. But just like when I quit rodeo and I sold my rodeo horses because, I mean, what justice would I be doing a horse of that caliber, setting them in a stall and exercising them? I mean, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're they so hard to find. And really, it's just next the next part of the process. I love uh, turning on the Cowboy Channel or showing up somewhere and seeing them with the bee on their cheek and seeing that they are making it at the next level and it's just it's just really rewarding for me too and greed um what do you think greed's future is going to be any early predictions you know i don't know that's such a good horse and there's so much money in everything in the all-girl uh division right now he's a great breakaway horse he's a great heel horse he's a great head horse um she's she i say she is in larry d she's the owner um I can't see her selling him because of the opportunity that she has on that horse. She can go so many different directions with him, and he is just prime real estate. I mean, he's not hurt in any way, and his future is really, really bright. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Remember, it is brought to you by Roping.com. Use code TREVOR15 to get 15% off your membership. It is a great deal. Um, You will never find as much content from the best of the industry as you do on Roping.com.